my name is Q Nguyen, Director of Content at APHA and your host for this episode of The First Fill. Let's jump right into semaglutide. Sure, the injectable has been all over the media, but let's bring a little focus to the oral formulation of semaglutide. First things first, it is a glucagon-like peptide 1 receptor agonist, or GLP-1-RA, and the oral and subcutaneous formulations are FDA-approved for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. Oral doses are 3, 7, and 4 milligrams, although the 3 milligram dose is intended to be taken for at least the first 30 days of treatment to reduce GI symptoms as the dose is then titrated up to 7 milligrams. The initial 3 milligram dose does not provide effective glucose control. The subcutaneous regimen starts at 0.25 milligrams once weekly and can be increased to a maximum of 2 milligrams per weekly dose. Without getting into it, there are recommended dose conversions between the oral and subcutaneous routes. Now, the injectable formulation is also branded as a different strength for the FDA-approved indication of weight management. The oral formulation is currently not FDA-approved for weight management, only for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. The Pioneer trials, all sponsored by the manufacturer, established semaglutide's efficacy in a variety of ways administered with or without a combination of medications such as metformin, sodium glucose co-transporter 2 inhibitors, or SGLT2 inhibitors, sulfonylureas, and basal insulin against various comparators, such as placebo, an SGLT2 inhibitor, a dipeptidopeptidase 4 inhibitor, or other GLP1RAs. And these are just Pioneer trials 1 through 10. As a very broad scoping summary, the hemoglobin A1C reductions at 26 weeks ranged approximately from 1 to 1.3% for the 7 mg and 14 mg doses in Pioneer trials 1 through 5, with a mean weight change from baseline ranging from 2.2 to 4.4 kg. What I would actually like to highlight is the Pioneer Plus trials with blinded parallel assignments investigating higher doses of oral semaglutide at 25 and 50 milligram doses per day against the approved 14 milligram per day dose over 52 weeks as add-on therapy in approximately 1,600 participants with type 2 diabetes. The primary endpoint was a change in A1C with a secondary endpoint of change in body weight from baseline amongst various other outcomes, of course. The mean baseline A1C was 9%, and the mean baseline weight was 96.4 kilograms. So we have the 14 milligram group, the 25 milligram group, and the 50 milligram group. And of course, you guessed it. The higher doses equated to higher mean changes from baseline with all results being statistically significant against the comparator group of 14 milligrams. Now, so get ready for the numbers coming at you. A1C reductions were 1.5% for the 14mg group, which aligns with the upper limit of findings from previous studies, 1.8% for the 25mg group, and 2% for the 50mg group. Now, mean weight reductions were 4.5kg for the 14mg group, 7kg for the 25mg group, and 9.2kg for the 50mg group. Those numbers are looking pretty promising, but keep in mind that the results have not been formally published or peer-reviewed. They were shared via a press release. And so now we think, great, we have our hemoglobin numbers, we have our mean weight reductions, what about safety? 
The only information that we currently have is that, and I quote, all doses of oral semaglutide appear to have a safe and well-tolerated profile. The most common adverse events were gastrointestinal and are consistent with GLP-1 receptor agonists as a class. Gastrointestinal adverse events were most prominent during dose escalation and more frequent with oral semaglutide 25 mg and 50 mg than with 14 mg. End quote. So, as patients have more and more questions regarding GLP-1-RAs, I hope that you found this information helpful. There may be a trend in oral semaglutide being prescribed due to access and availability of the injectable GLP-1-RAs, or maybe simply it may be that some patients are reluctant to initiate or intensify therapy by injection. While the higher efficacy of these doses could potentially provide the option to titrate to higher doses, it is critical to ensure patients are not self-titrating their current doses, whether their intent is for better glycemic control and or the weight loss benefits. We do not yet have peer-reviewed data on efficacy nor safety. Now, there is a reason why the initial dose-fighting studies stopped at 14 milligrams. FYI, they looked at doses ranging from 2.5 up to 40 milligrams, but we don't need to get into that today. So all in all, let's wait until more data is available. Studies are also underway investigating semaglutide's effect on diabetic retinopathy, chronic kidney disease, peripheral arterial disease, and cardiovascular outcomes. Some of these trials will be completed in 2024, and until then, we'll keep you posted on additional news on semaglutide and GLP-1 receptor agonists. Thank you for joining me today.